0: Imagine having all of the knowledge and resources you need to bring your mermaid dreams to life and having a community of like-minded individuals to support you and share in your adventures. What if being a mermaid was no longer just a fantasy? In my new Mermaid Mentorship Program, we cover everything including social media, promotion and YouTube, art skill improvement, art critiques and feedback, building a mermaid brand, swimming techniques and trick troubleshooting, creating your mersona, Instagram question, Photoshop tutorials, acting underwater, mermaid tail making questions and help, mermaid tail designing questions and help how and where to buy a mermaid tail and accessories website design help and website critique building confidence as a mermaid content creation and video editing and so much more for more information on this mermazing opportunity please visit vancouvermermaid.com Hello my fishes, Courtney Mermaid here and welcome back to a spookier episode of the Scales and Tales podcast. I wanted to do something a little bit special as we're getting closer to the Halloween Mertober event of it all. And I, okay, look, I'm not really like storytelling girl, but I do have a story of something kind of spooky that happened to me at a lake. In a mermaid tale, and I thought it would be a fun little story to share with you guys today. We'll see how long I can make this, <laughs> and how epic it can possibly be. But um, just a heads up, it's 5:45 in the morning. I've already been up for about 45 minutes, so if I'm a little kooky, it's it's dark out. It's spooky. I've got my water here. I'm cozy in a blanket. On my chair in front of my Cintiq, which is the only light in the room right now. So this is actually quite... I'm setting the mood here. It's very moody in the office right now. So, you know, get yourself a nice cozy beverage, snuggle up, and let's get spooky. So this last summer, I had the opportunity to swim at... uh, Is it actually called Harrison Lake... It's up by the Harrison um, Hot Springs Resort and Spa, I believe it's called. It's the lake up there. And um, it's a beautiful lake, right? And it's honestly in the summertime, it's actually quite warm. Even at night, it's quite warm. And I had done a couple of different photo shoots up there in, um, you know, some of my classic colors, right? My classic green and blue tails, and it was really beautiful. And Eric had an errand to run. He was like, hey, I have to go pick up this thing. You know, I can't remember what it was. It was a speaker or something for the car. And I was like, okay, you know what? It's up in this area. Why don't I pack with a tail and let's go. It's going to be... It'll be great. Like it'll be dusk. So, you know, we'll get some good shots. And the siren tale that you know, I was going to bring with is like nice and spooky. It's very realistic if you haven't seen it. And obviously this is a podcast. It's very, it's a very realistic. It's probably one of the most realistic tales I've ever made. It's um, sort of silver, a lot of dark, dark, dark. It's actually dark, dark, dark blue and green and dark purple, but it looks like they're all very gray, right? So it's a very gray scale, um, very gray tail, And it has a very siren Tail vibe like from the TV show, uh, that was uh, the TV show Siren, and um, I was like, okay, great. So I've got the matching top, and I did my hair back, and I was very excited. So we decided to go do the shoot first because the person we were picking this thing up from was totally okay with us coming a little bit later, so we had. And this is how late we're talking here. Like, we were going to get to the lake, and then from there, we were going to be at this person's place by about 10. And it's not like Harrison Lake is just in our backyard. So we have to drive. Like, it's it's not like it's maybe, not. I want to say like two hours away. It's not really two hours away. It's like, but it's it's a drive. Okay, it's a drive. And if you're sort of meandering, it takes you a minute to get out there. So by the time we get out there, the sun is definitely going down. The sun is setting on this whole expedition (laughs) and there's a lot of people still there, but most of them are kind of packing up, you know, and it's sort of the end of the day for this. So we went to not the main beach, we went to the other beach that's like very rocky and it's got a whole swimming area. It's very beautiful and there's like picnic benches and washrooms, but it's it's it has a little bit of like an apocalyptic ends of the earth kind of vibe because you can't really see civilization anywhere around you it's just like a a big parking lot that's got like four cars in it and like outhouse style like standing alone bathrooms and then some picnic tables and then the beach and that's it and then you can see out and there's this beautiful sort of vista and trees and the lake is very calm but it's very very dark and you know, and, and I'm over here and I'm like, okay, listen, I, I don't really enjoy swimming. I mean, I do now. Obviously, at the time, I was still a little bit nervous about swimming out in, like, you know, the real waters. Most of us mermaids, we're we're only swimming in pools, like, very controlled environments. And to go out into the wild is definitely a very different experience to, um, to swimming in a pool where you have, like, it's temperature controlled and it's people controlled for the most part. And um, there's no wildlife to speak of, really, in pools. You know, short of the microscopic stuff you can't see, right? <laughs> so we get to um, we get to this this area of the lake, and we get set up. And you know, we hadn't filmed here before. You know, I'd been here before, but I had never filmed here before. I didn't really know what to expect. I'm take a little water break. And so I'm like, all right. And oh, and we had the dog with us too, which was a terrible idea. Don't bring your pets with you when you need to go do anything efficiently. Okay. (laughs) Poor Alfie was like, ma, this is not cool. And he just cried the whole time. He was so upset. So I grab, you know, I grab my tail and I grab all my stuff and I head down to the lake first to kind of scope it out. Because, you know, Eric's got some stuff with the car and whatever. So that's fine. And I find this cool little spot next to this kind of old tree trunk that's kind of dipped into not trunk per se. It's more like a really large branch that probably was a trunk at some point that's kind of like hanging over the beach into the water. and I was like, oh, this is perfect. I'm gonna I'm gonna set myself up right here. Mm, it's gonna be good. And I roll everything out and the mosquitoes for for starters. that was like delicious. I got eaten alive, so good. And I dip my toe in the water and I'm like, oh, this is actually like really warm. This is going to be great. This is super comfortable. That's fine. And eventually like Eric and I, we get set up and by now most of the people have left. So it's pretty much just me and Eric. There's like maybe a family off in the distance. You can hear a little kid squealing about their toys or something. And that's it. There's just, it's this huge beach and there's like the five of us are out here, right? (laughs) Okay, cool. And I'm like, alright, you know what? We're not going to do just beach stuff. I think I'm actually just going to get into the lake, and I think I'm actually just going to swim around. So, it's now it's now getting really dark, right? And I am not, you know, you can't see in dark water. And not only is it dark water, I didn't go out super, super deep. Like, I went deep enough that I could just kind of touch with the bottom of my fluke and... So when the water is that shallow, if there's been a lot of people around, or if there is a lot of wildlife, or there's a lot of things, typically, in that sort of a situation, um, the water can get, it kicks up a lot of grime, and that grime will kind of just like float in, we all float down here, <laughs> and it all kind of floats in the water, right? So, you know, it makes it near impossible to actually see what you're doing. And I had my little GoPro and Eric was taking photos and, and, you know, at one point I'd set the GoPro up and lost it, which was amazing. <laughs> I did find it after a, like, a pretty hefty freakout trying to find this thing. But in between all of that and trying to get some, some footage, you know, diving underwater a little bit, it's, I couldn't open my eyes. The murk was just, there's no point. I couldn't see anything. And there is something very surreal about this. About being in a dark, dark place underwater. Because when you close your eyes, it's like closing your eyes in a dark room. There's nothing. You know, when you close your eyes in a bright pool, you can still, like, you know how you can kind of see through your eyelids? Like, not see through your eyelids, but you can see the light through your eyelids a little bit. So when you can't see anything, it's like being in a void. Because I have earplugs in, and it's like nothingness. Like, short of what I can feel in my skin, it's like nothing. And that's not even the spooky part. Okay, so as I'm enjoying this experience and as I'm swimming around and I'm having a good time, um, a few things happened that we didn't see until I got home and reviewed the footage. I was only out there for maybe 15 to 20 minutes, absolutely tops. You know, as a comfortable tail, but it was getting dark and I didn't want to really push it and... Let's be safe. Safety first. Safety always first. As soon as you start to feel a little bit like, "Mm, you know what? It's time to get out. It's time to get out. Now, why did I feel like it was time to get out? I don't know, but I kind of was like, all right, it's time to wrap this up. Let's go. So get home and... You know, oh no, no, it was actually, it was in the car where we first noticed this. Okay, so look at this. So I get out of my gear and I, right there on the beach because now it's, there's nobody here and I was very careful, like getting changed and dried off on the beach and I get into my gear and that's fine. And we pack everything up, you know, use the washroom. It's all very dark. Like there's no light in the washroom. Like it's, everything this is very much a horror movie. Everything is super dark and so quiet because there's nobody else out there. And I get back to the car and there's one family just still packing up and, but it's so quiet. It's like, it's, it's bizarre. It gave you a little bit goosebumpy. And so I get into the car and Eric's just, you know, um, seatbelting in the dog and putting a few camera things away. And I whip out, uh, you know, my GoPro. I whip out one of my my cameras and I'm just, I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, I want to make sure that something turned out. You know, this is something that a lot of mermaids do. We get a little bit nervous, like, okay, please, you know, I put all this effort, did something turn out? And I'm going through all the footage and it's murky as heck because a lot of it was underwater footage, but there's a moment where I picked the camera up out of the water and I'm filming my face and I didn't really realize this is what I was doing. Per se, like I was trying to get a little bit of that like extra footage. And off to the corner of my face, a little something just whoop out of the water. And I'm looking at this and I, you know, slow-mo it. I'm like, okay, frame by frame, what in the heck and heck was that? Like what was that? Was it a bug? Was it so it looked kind of like a fish had jumped. And I don't mean like just a little bit out of the water. Like this thing like jumped up out of the water. Now If you don't know, like fish do this for a couple of reasons, obviously, you know, it could be really any reason that they did this, but one of the reasons that fish do this is to um, evade a predator or if they sense a predator is in the water with them and they're trying to get away from it. And, and I'm kind of thinking to myself, oh my God, like like what? And Eric and I went and we reviewed even more of the footage and this happened a couple of times and he caught it on his, on his camera too. And I'm starting to freak out because I'm like, what kind of fish actually are in this lake? Okay. What, what am I actually swimming with? Like what, like this happened right next to my head. Okay. This happened right next to, right next to, like, how did I not even notice that this happened? I don't even know. How did I not feel like fish around me? I have no idea and it freaked me out so bad. But I was also like, why was it jumping? What was it scared of? What was this thing so scared of that it was like they were flip-flopping all over the place? I'm gonna take another water break while while we contemplate all the things. Okay, so what was it jumping from you guys? I'm thinking, all right, you know, I've been in lakes with that have had, you know, your sea monster-y type critters in them, but they're all very deep in the lake, nothing would ever be that shallow. And then it occurred to me, as it may have already occurred to you, that I'm swimming in a hyper-realistic, okay, siren-inspired mermaid tail with, like, realistic scales and the fluke has a very realistic vibe. This tail from a distance you know, photographed the right way could pass for a real fishtail. And I don't necessarily mean mermaid tail, I mean big fishtail, right? I mean, obviously, mermaid tail too, but you know what I mean. The realism, I really went to town. Anyway, I think that these little fish thought that I was a huge-ass predator, that was, because also I wasn't blowing any bubbles. And so that makes you a little bit more realistic to fish. If you're not making, because mammals are what release bubbles, right? I mean, typically speaking, we're, that's, that's how that works. Mammals breathe, so they release air and they blow bubbles. And fish don't. <laughs> and um, I think these fish thought I was a giant predator. And this whole time that I was sitting there and I was in the car and I'm looking at this footage and I'm thinking like, I don't know, what kind of a sea serpent thing must have been in there with me? And the massive freakout that I was having over this. But it just goes to show that sometimes, as aware as we want to be, and as careful as we are, sometimes there's going to be the things that we don't see, that we don't see, and that it's going to be the spook. There was a couple of times, this has happened to me more than once, with fish in uh, lakes, and I think you may have just heard my stomach rumble. I'm so sorry about that. I hope that didn't pick up. <laughs> but that was my stomach, in case you're keeping track. It's... a.m. And, um, gosh, I need a water. It's so good. And, yeah, so you never really know what's going to be out there with you. And because Eric didn't see it either when it was actually happening. And it's quite obvious in the footage. It's quite obvious in the footage that you can see these little fish just jumping around around me. I'm like, okay, cool. There's just fish everywhere. Yeah, so that was the spookiest thing because it was like twilight, you know, it was getting dark, it was a bit chilly, the The water was still pretty warm, and on this deserted beach, there's no street lights per se, there was a couple of lights in the parking lot I think, and that was it, none of them were on yet, and it was getting really dark, and we were all alone out there, short of, you know, maybe the one other family. That was really far from us. It wasn't like they were chilling with us on the beach. And it was just this really spooky thing because we were so far from civilization and like cell service. (laughs) So definitely a spooky little adventure. And now I want to hear from you guys. What was the spookiest thing that's ever happened to you in a mermaid tale? I want to know. So be sure to hit me up on social media. You can reach me on uh, Instagram or on Twitter all of the information for me will be in the show notes down below. Definitely let me know what your spookiest experience was. And if you enjoyed today's episode, definitely give it a share. And uh, yeah, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. This is going to be our last episode before Halloween. So happy or merry Mertober. Happy Halloween, my fishes. Stay safe. And I look forward to chatting with you all again soon. Happy swimming. Bye.